Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, we're going to highlight several mistakes that some retirees make and we'll tell you how to potentially avoid them. Coming up. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Welcome in. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And of course, uh, Eric is president of Retirement Wealth LLC. Uh, he is an independent. He's a fiduciary. He has uh, been helping folks for a good long while. Uh, Joseph Lanza is also joining us today. Joseph is an advisor with uh, Eric and uh, Retirement Wealth. Uh, uh, hi, Eric. Hi, Joseph. How's things? Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Steve. Great to be here. Absolutely. And and uh, so this is going to be a fun segment. I, I, I like this that, you know, we talk about mistakes that people make. and, and um, But before we get to that, uh, you know, last week we opened the show talking about the market and what happened because uh, that was a crazy week. So what what's happening now or what has happened since then? You know, it's really interesting. I mean, this market has been all over the place. There's been a lot of volatility this year. Um, there's a lot of people that are convinced that, you know, the tech bubble has, has bursted. You know, people have all these interesting stories. Uh, you know, I've been doing this now for over 20 years, and it is insane the amount of opinions that we get or ideas that people have heard or you know my uncle billy told me this it's just <laughs> it's crazy to me where this information comes from and a lot of times you know a, a, a client or a potential client will send us an article and so i will dissect that article and a lot of times it comes down to they want you to basically purchase something they're going by fear they're going by uh, greed and they're like if you don't do this you're gonna miss out and when we get older and the market does go into panic and it does go into a little bit of turmoil there's sometimes people are, are, are looking for something to grasp onto so when they see these newsletters and everything come their way you know we, we kind of read through them and in the end what are they really trying to get them to buy gold <laughs> It, well, yeah, that boy, that, every time inflation sort of rears its head, that's what know, all the radio commercials go to gold. Absolutely. And, you know, Steve, it's it's such a detriment to a lot of people because, you know, they, they start to when think when people panic, it, it, it's true. Like 50 years ago. Yeah. Gold was something solid and, you know, that you could get into. It was it was tangible, I should say. Sure. I mean, you can put it in your hand and you can put it in your safe or whatever. And, and you felt good because you had gold. Right. But I mean, you know, those days have changed. I mean, like I said, I mean, gold could be a, an asset class to hold. But remember, gold is only worth what it's worth. It doesn't pay a dividend. Um, you know, and, and uh, a lot of times, if you take a look at a uh, Morningstar risk reward scatter plot, it's actually high risk, low reward. And so when you factor that in there, it, it's not really good for you. But again, we panic and we think, well, that's the safe place to go. But again, th this has been an interesting market. And this is really where a good money manager comes into play who's really going to fill in those gaps of a diversified portfolio but putting in things that hopefully will create sustainability and and again it's not going to be an easy year last year was not an easy year and certainly 2020 wasn't an easy year but i think that this is where the cream of the crop really shows this is where you know when a financial planning firm grows, they're, if they're growing in a really bad year, there's something to be said for that. So um, again, the market's been all over the place and you've got to have a grip on this market. Sure, and, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have gold. Right, <laughs> okay. right. So, and then, I mean, again, so last week there was, a, I mean, everybody thought the world was ending. And now this week, um, you know, it seems a little bit, uh, there's a little relief out there for whatever reason. Funny what five days does. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it, and, and that's what we forget. Remember, as human beings, we are very forgetful, but yet we remember everything. And so it's kind of interesting because, you know, as we start to age, our memories change. Like we think we remember everything, but we really don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I had to think twice about what I had for lunch yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just how it goes. But we get very emotional. So when it comes to our money, people are always thinking, oh, the markets are so bad. They're so bad. But really, they're just correcting. They're just pulling back. It doesn't mean that the world is coming to an end. 
And so again, you know, we, we send a lot of content to our clients and prospective clients and letting them know, you know, kind of what we're seeing and what we're hopeful that's going to happen. And, you know, I think, I, I actually think it's going to be a pretty good year. Um, I mean, there's, there's still, you know, corporate earnings are, are very good right now. There's a lot of good things that are going on in the economy. So, you know, like I said, it, it, it all comes down to true financial planning, uh, income planning, that's really what you want to base it on. Your, your asset allocation or your portfolio is really a small portion of your overall retirement plan. Sure. Well, exactly. And, and speaking of plans and things that can go uh, awry, uh, you know, we, we I mentioned inflation and that is still on everyone's mind in a very big way. Yeah. And, you know, here, here's the deal. It, it's like, and remember, inflation is also tied to your rate of return. I mean, if, if you're paying attention to your rate of return um, and you're outpacing what your actual income needs are or your lifestyle expenses are um, and you're factoring in your taxes and you're factoring in inflation, inflation is not going to be a big deal to you. So again, you know, we've been running two and a half percent inflation in all of our income plans and our financial plans for the past 20 years. And now all of a sudden people are like, oh, this is terrifying. This is terrible. There's nothing terrible about it. It's we've had non-inflationary um, uh, years for, for a very long time. So again, if you throw in one bad year for inflation, it's not that big of a deal. We'll get over it. But there's a lot of people who have been very conservative and that is going to hit them a little bit harder. Well, I think too, with inflation being, you know, essentially what, two, 3%, or let's just say 3% over the last 10 years, people have just become complacent and don't think it's a factor until now. And now suddenly, oh my gosh, there's panic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I think these are people that have not been prepared. And here's what's interesting. We had a prospective client that we've been talking to now for about a month. And finally, they came in, they said, we're ready to sign on with you guys. And we want to give you some great feedback. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I mean, we want to hear it. And they said, basically, we went to two other advisory firms. They told us how great their portfolios were, wouldn't show them what the portfolios look like. And that was it. And so they came in, we asked them a lot of questions. What is your lifestyle? What are your income needs? How much will you be spending? And we literally wrote them out um, an initial income plan. And we wrote, we, we factored in inflation, healthcare, um, a lot of different issues. And so that's what we did for them. When we showed them, look, here are some issues that you're going to have. Your, your required minimum distributions are going to be through the roof. We're going to have to implement tax planning. Um, we showed them actually how they were putting too much money into their qualified plan. Um, and that was going to be a detriment to them down the road. So we were kind of telling them, look, these are some financial hurdles that are coming down the road. And this is really what we have to take a look at. Oh, by the way, you know, we got to work on your portfolio too. So there's a lot of asset gatherers out there. There's a lot of advisors who just want to take over your assets without doing any planning. And that was the issue. And they said, we want strategies. We want to make sure that we're implementing things that will hopefully benefit us down the road. And so that's what we're talking about is, again, you know, with our firm, we're a financial planning firm. We do a financial plan, an income plan. We have the wealth management side. And then we also have the concierge service who is covering all the day-to-day monetary needs. And so this is what people want. They want that financial infrastructure that they know that they're being taken care of. And so, again, it was it was kind of a no-brainer for them. And we were very grateful for that. Um, but, again, this is what we're taking a look at. People want to know that they're being uh, that they're being considered for inflation their asset allocation is strong what do we do about volatility what about a pullback in the market how do we survive that these are all the things that we have to be very tactical about and that's and, and again that's what you do and and this is an industry you know that has certainly evolved over the years and and you know like fiduciary I think that term gets bandied about a lot but to be a true fiduciary there's quite a bit to that Right. It's definitely a term that gets loosely thrown around and people don't fully understand the true meaning of it. Um, But to be a fiduciary by license and law, we have to do what's best for our clients before we do anything else. And if you're sitting down with a new prospect, a new client, and the number one focus you have on your mind is, okay, how much money do they have in their portfolio? And let me see what portfolios I could possibly put them in. 
then frankly, you're not a fiduciary because you're not looking at what's best for your client's interest. And what would be best would be gathering as much information and questions as possible, looking at their full tax situation, their healthcare situation, when do they want to retire, income needs, you know, every everything you can think of for that retirement plan, you're putting that into place first, you're laying everything out, seeing where possible roadblocks are going to be seeing what you can do now to possibly combat future issues for them before you even start thinking about a portfolio that you're going to put them in. I think that's the true problem with fiduciaries, people that call themselves fiduciaries is if you're not planning first, if you're not looking at possible strategies and ways to help the help this person through retirement, map it all out for them before you're putting them in the portfolio, then more than likely you're not a fiduciary. <laughs> Fair enough. And on that note, Eric, why don't we uh, why don't we go into our first break and invite folks to call and get on your calendar? Yeah, sounds good, Steve. Hey, everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking for a second opinion or you're looking for a financial plan that you've never had written for yourself, let's take the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. We're going to run all the reports for you. We want to take the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you. The fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio. And again, without any obligation, if you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full blown comprehensive financial plan review, it's over a thousand dollar value. We'll be giving it away complimentary, no obligation. Call us today. Absolutely, folks. Make that call, 800-779-1942. It's an opportunity to put together that financial roadmap, just like they've been talking about. They can translate things that are complicated, make it very clear and easy to understand. And it's a true practical financial review. And if you're looking for a second opinion, Eric just said, you know, interview more than one advisor. Yes, they would love to hear from you. Take a look at your plan, 800-779-1942. You'll get that comprehensive financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation. And the good news is when you walk out the door, you will have in your hand that roadmap, that guide that we talk about that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. You've got nothing to lose. Give us a call, 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, we're going to highlight more mistakes that some retires make, and we're going to show you how to potentially avoid them right now. We're back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric Carney is here, of course. He is president of Retirement Wealth. And with him is Joseph Lanza. Joseph is also an advisor with uh, Retirement Wealth. And uh, this is, we've been having a great conversation. We talked a lot about, you know, what it takes and, and how the uh, how the industry kind of works. And, and so let's just continue on that. Or it doesn't work. Or it doesn't yeah. work. I guess, that's, <laughs> I guess that's true, that's too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we talked a little bit about the market, but how do we, how do you help folks with a volatile market? Because that's, I mean, there's a lot of handholding that has to go on. There sure is. I mean, communication. I, I, I think, you know, we've always said that in 2020, we probably over communicated with our clients. I probably said the same thing about 2021. And now we're saying the same thing in 2022. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, a lot of times, I'll call somebody and they're like, you know, uh, they'll say to Autumn, uh, just tell Eric to call me. I am in a panic, you know, and we call him up and I'm like, hey, here's what we're doing. This is, you know, what we're what we've talked about. This is what's in your financial plan. This is how we're combating that. And like, oh, all right, Eric. I mean, I feel so much better. And literally, that's all they need. They just want a phone call to know that you're, you're hearing them. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of really cool strategies that we've implemented in the years with the asset allocation, with the financial plan. We're reducing the uh, stock market exposure, whatever it may be. But no matter what happens when the client sees everything going on CNBC and in the media and they're being sent gold newsletters and everything, people do worry. I mean, you have to remember that. A lot of people have gotten to a point in their life where they've defined who they are financially, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
that net worth that they're at right now is not going to change. They also realize that they can no longer go back to work, nor do they want to go back to work. And so, again, they, they feel, you know, a, a little vulnerable, a little financially vulnerable. And we take that 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 responsibility very seriously. And so when we go in times of the panic, look, we, we know, I mean, the markets go up over time, right? And they pull back over time. I mean, they correct, they pull back, they go up, they go down, they go flat. That's just what the markets do. So the thing is, is that there's some things that you can control. There's some things that you can't control. But again, it's just communicating with the client just to make sure that they're still going to be okay. We're still writing them a financial plan. They can pay attention to that. They can see their probability of success. You know, we're, we're trying to create the very best probability of success that we possibly can. So again, it, it's it's not an easy field to go down. But like I said, I mean, it's if we got through 2020, uh, 21, uh, we'll get through 22. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I like your optimism. You've always been very positive about no, no matter what's been going on from the pandemic to, you know, market fluctuations, all of that. You remain very positive about how things are and, and how they have to be handled. I mean, you're just very no nonsense approach. I think we've gotten very good at taking the emotion out of financial planning. You know, we're, we're going on data driven processes. We're taking a look at you know, I mean, again, I mean, we're taking a look at imperfect information that's being imported 24 seven, you know, and, and I think that we're going to very sound sources rather than, you know, the, the, the media that just yells at you. We're trying to see through the smoke and, and see what's real, what's not real. And again, we're just trying to build a pragmatic plan with imperfect information. And, you know, when you, when you have a financial planning team, and that is collaborating with a portfolio management team, that is a great effort. It's a concerted effort for the best interest of the client. And so there's a lot of work and, and effort that goes into this. Um, and, and again, it's not always perfect. It's not always correct. But again, it's, it's, it's better to be vaguely right than perfectly wrong. So, um, it's just, um, it's been a work in progress and it always will remain so. And uh, I, I think, like I said, the, the client ends up benefiting from all that hard work and all that collaboration that really goes into it. Well, I think the media plays such a huge role in our lives at this point and that they they preach, and, and I'm not, this is a sort of a blanket statement, I know, but it seems they all preach gloom and doom. Yeah. You know, the worst is here and, and it's even going to be worse tomorrow and... <laughs> But again, you're you're that breath of fresh air. You're a voice of reason through all this. Well, here's what really pissed me off about the media. This is about three years ago. And in Fort Myers, they actually sent me over to Sean Hannity's private studio. So I think he lives in Naples. And then he has a private studio where he um, works from when he's down in Florida. Mm -hmm. So they take me over there and I'm doing a uh, it's it's a nightly news thing. And uh, it's like 15 minutes long. And they said, we're going to ask you questions um, for five minutes. And I said, okay. So, you know, I, I get on there and the guy comes up to me and he's like, can you mention the word recession three or four times? <laughs> this is like three years ago. And I said, there's not a recession. And I said, I don't even see a recession coming. He's like, well, just like fit it in somehow. And I said, um, I said, I'll see if I can do that. And I'm thinking in my head, there's no way I'm even going to like use the word recession because there's like, there's no sign of it. Completely unbiased, right? Uh, yeah, totally. And then the other thing is, uh, Eric, are you are you a, a financial analyst? No, I, I'm an investment <laughs> advisor, right? Yeah. Okay. Are you like, um, can we call you a global account? Economist? No, no you, you cannot. <laughs> I am an investment advisor. Good. And, you know, so already before I was on air, they were setting the tone for gloom and doom. And it was unsettling to me. And I had known this before because I had done other things, but that just really laid out what they're trying to put out there. And remember, I'm on this show for five minutes and I'm trying to spew out gloom and doom. Imagine that times 
250,000, right? Yeah. Because you've got all these other people that are putting that out there. It's terrible. Sure. So we again, you've got to kind of get through the the fog and the smoke and see what's real. And you know, when you do that, and it just gets better. I mean, it's just it's kind of ridiculous what what's out there in the media. Well, and retirement wealth. You, I mean, you're a fiduciary firm, and that means something. You're independent, and that means something. And right. you've got a lot of experience. That means a lot. So yeah. I mean, those I things combined really are, are refreshing because so many times I think we, we get we get sucked into a big name, you know, uh, uh, you know, a big name that, well, they must be good because they've got a big name and they advertise a lot. Right, right. And, you know, th there's a lot of people that are coming to us and, and they're leaving the big firms. You know, this is, again, why we grow. We've grown substantially over the years because. People are getting tired of that. You know, they're like, ah, I thought it was a big name. I thought it was better, blah, blah, blah. But when we really break it down, you can see where they're not a fiduciary. You know, they're not independent. Maybe they don't have access to a lot of products and tools. And people are just tired of that. You know, they, they really want like more of a boutique service. And they, they're they tired of the 1-800 the numbers. You know, they, they actually want to call into the office and actually have somebody answer the phone. And I think that that that's a huge breath of fresh air as well. Sure. Well, and you do that. You've said that since the beginning, Eric, that when somebody calls you, the, somebody's going to answer the phone. Yeah, yeah. That's how we always want it. I mean, every once in a while, we're going to be, you know, in a meeting or on the other line and, you know, to go to voicemail. But we always call you right back because, sure. like I said, I mean, people want to be heard. And when, when you're managing someone's money, they want to know that you're going to call them back and you're going to communicate with them. I think that that's crucial. Sure. Well, and, you know, one of the things that we talk about, we're talking about retirees, mistakes that retirees might make and how to avoid them. I think one of the things, too, and, and we've talked about this many times, is, is longevity risk. And we have to plan for a long retirement, whether or not we think we're going to, you know, uh, leave this world early. Right. And there's an idea of stopping investments when you reach a certain age, right? It's like, sure. a, it's almost like a rule of thumb where people say to themselves, okay, well, I know when I hit 70, my portfolio, you know, has to be half in bonds and half in cash or whatever it may be. Right. But I just don't understand why there's this, this idea of that. If we're trying to plan even past our lifetime, right? And we're thinking about generational gifts and what we're going to leave to people, why would we stop investing? And then if we take it even a step further, especially why would we stop investing now? Because if you go to cash, you know it's going to happen with inflation. And if you go to bonds, you know it's going to happen with interest rates. So why are we stopping investments because we're, we've reached that certain age? Of course, we want to pull back on the risk that we're taking in portfolios and not be as risky as we were when we were younger. But I think that there's a misconception with, you know, a let's wipe the board clean. Let's stop investing once we reach this age because now we're retired and, and now we've reached that um you know, that golden age, we don't need to retire anymore. Yeah, and it's invest. so funny, too, because like, like, well, I'm retiring next week. So next week, I need a 60-40 portfolio. What? Like, just, you know, the day that you walk out of the door at your job doesn't mean that you automatically need a 60-40 portfolio. I mean, you don't even know if that's going to suit your lifestyle. And here's the thing that really upsets me about other advisory firms is, they're taking on clients' retirement money without writing them a financial plan. So without writing a financial plan, how do you understand what the asset allocation has to look like? I mean, you're just assuming that you're going to build an asset allocation for them, and that's going to be correct. But I'm telling you right now, the financial plan really highlights a lot of financial hurdles that you're going to have. And I don't think there's enough financial plans out there that are written for people. Right. And I get it. I mean, a lot of us are working, we're running businesses and everything. But again, you've got to have somebody out back that's like managing all of this. And the last thing I'll say about this is that there's a lot of people who have to start running their lives like a corporation. You know, I mean, you've got to set this up like you are an actual business. And so again, maybe it's trust work, maybe it's LLCs. There's just a lot of things that could happen. And this really opens up a lot of people's eyes to true financial planning. Sure. Well, and on that note, let's go ahead and invite folks to call. Come on in. You can put their plan together. Sounds good, Steve. If you're out there listening and you're interested in a results in advance financial plan, let's take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, then this is for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking 
taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you. The fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio and again, without any obligation. If you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan review, it's over a $1,000 value. We'll be giving it away. Complimentary, no obligation. Call us today. 800-779-1942. Five callers right now. Get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are right now. But more importantly, you wind up with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Coming up next on WealthWorks Radio, women generally live longer than men and their relationship with money has certainly evolved over the years, but it could be better. When we come back, we'll take a look at some differences between men and women when it comes to retirement planning. We're back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joseph Lanza is here as well, having a great conversation. We've covered a lot of ground today, and uh, I like this. This is the topic that we that we touch on occasionally, but I do think it's important to talk about women and retirement because, I mean, at some point, you know, women are going to be in charge of the money. That That's just a, a fact, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because whether they are widowed or divorced, um, or just have been single for a very long time, you know, women do have special needs other than men. They typically do live longer. Um, they typically do have long-term care needs. Um, I think that, you know, uh, when it comes to spending, you know, people always say, oh, women spend more money than men. I don't know about that all the time. So, I mean, everybody's different. The bottom line is, is that you really have to take a look at your lifestyle and, plan for longevity. And when it comes to any female, whether they come into me and they may get remarried, they may enter into another relationship, whatever it may be, we want to make sure that they are financially autonomous, that they can still be financially able to live their life on their own and never have to worry about a man in their life. And so that's really what, what they want. They want that financial independence. And so that is one thing that Donna's very good at. Um, again, when we run a financial plan, we want to make sure that we're considering everything for that single woman. And, you know, there was another survey that we read, and I've mentioned this before, but 80% of men die married and 80% of women die single. And so what that's saying is, is that, you know, men do pass away earlier. So uh, to all the women out there, I would find a guy that's like five, six years younger than you. <laughs> and I think that you'll be much better off. <laughs> now that's a strategy. Yeah, that's a strategy. Yeah, I like financial this. planning. A, a, this UBS survey, I thought, and I think this is so true. 85% of women manage everyday expenses. Only 23% take the lead when it comes to long-term financial planning. And is that your experience, Eric? Is that what you've seen? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's typically, it usually is, the, the male is usually the alpha financial um, one in there. Every so often that swaps um, where it's complete opposite. You know, the, the female takes charge of all the finances. And we actually have a lovely lady over in Fort Myers who dragged her husband in last year. And, uh, you know, like I said, he did not want to be in this meeting clearly. But... Um, but the thing is, is that there are some people that are more loyal to their advisor than their own money. And this gentleman, great guy, but was much more loyal to his advisor than he was his own money. And, you know, since we've taken it on, we have an amazing relationship. But he also understands that you can be loyal to your advisor and also your money. So, again, you know, we, we want to make sure that people can maintain their lifestyle. That's what people care about. The markets are going to go up. They're going to go down. They're going to correct. They're going to be all over the place. We're going to go through a recession. We're going to do do a lot of things. That's just life. That's just investing. 
But if you know that you have sustainability and, you know, that you're trying to hedge for bad events um, and, we're, and we're trying to make you as financially autonomous as we can, more than likely you're going to be in good shape. And so women do have different needs than men. Um, and, and, and again, we have to separate them sometimes as well. But I think that that's one thing that a lot of women like is that they know that they're just going to be okay. Right. Well, and again, so do you have conversations like this with with couples and and sort of break that down and, and say what if and, and you run those kind of scenarios? Yeah. And people always assume that the the man is going to pass away first, but we're not assuming that. I mean, you know, life is life. And so we don't know what's going to happen. You know, uh, tomorrow's never promised to anyone. So what we have to do is we have to say, well, what if this happens or what if this happens? And I think one nice thing about our financial planning software, Money Guide Pro, is it's running a thousand different scenarios. And, you know, between all the brain power in my office, which is pretty big, we still can't come up with a thousand different scenarios, <laughs> but the software can. And so again, you know, what happens if the wife passes away and the husband does live another 15 years? What about that? Or what if you enter into a relationship and there's more money? What if you have an inheritance? I mean, there's a lot of different things that can come into play with that. Sure. Do women, are they risk averse? compared to men? I think a lot of times they haven't had to deal with investing as much uh, so much. And I think that in a general sense, they do seem to be more conservative. However, I think our approach, whenever we approach a single woman, a widow woman, whatever it may be, and this is goes for couples as well, is we're a team approach, right? So we're delivering multiple perspectives on the same you know, case scenario for that client. And what this does is it allows them to connect. A lot of times they'll connect with one member of our team more than possibly some of the others. And that's the whole point. We're delivering multiple perspectives from different fields and different ideas to deliver the same point to a client. And a lot of times they're going to, you know, latch on to one member and they're going to understand and like the way that they explain things, let's say more than Eric and I do, right? Or, right. or somebody likes the way things Eric explains them more than Donna does. And that's the whole point point of having a, this team approach is you're getting multiple people to look through and you have, now you're having a third party look at your whole overall situation and come up with that idea for what that should be. And when it comes to risk, a lot of times it's much easier to allow a third party to look at your situation and help you pick your risk tolerance because a lot of times it's either one way or the other on the spectrum. You're going to be way too conservative because you're looking at your situation the wrong way or you feel like you're making up for lost time or whatever it may be and you're going to be way too risky. So I think having that team approach really does help combat that idea of women may be too conservative or you know even the other way around where men may be too risky. Well, and again, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment and I think that sometimes we, we talk about taking the emotion out of it, but that's what you do for women as well from an investment standpoint point, if they're risk averse, you have to, you know, you have to take the emotion out of it for them to say, all right, no, we are going to have some money at risk. This is, this is how we, this is how we grow. Temporarily. Right. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, here, here's the bottom line. I mean, and, and this is just typical for anyone in any financial planning firm. You go through the financial plan, you could spend an hour, hour and a half with that client, you know, telling them, look, you know, here's your probability of success. This looks really good. This looks really good. But you know, four weeks later when the market tanks, what do you think that that client is thinking? They're forgetting all about the meeting that we had. And oh my God, the world's going, you know, to hell in a handbasket. But it's not that way. And that's, again, that handholding that you constantly have to have with your clients and saying, look, you know, we've got this. So remember this, like, when all the stuff is happening with the stock market, there's a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes. And behind the scenes is really what people want to know. They want to know that something is in the background that's going for me. So Donna's updating the financial plan. Maybe we're tweaking the allocation. We're sending out you know, communication to our clients saying, look, this is what's happening in the market. Here's what's real. Here's what's not real. Here's what we anticipate. Again, it's that constant communication because no matter what we do, you know, people always still will panic. And that's just going to be, you know, all the time. Uh, in next week's show, we're going to talk about a great book that I've been reading. It's about the psychology of money. I it's, like the sound of that. It, Steve, it's probably one of the best books I've ever read. 
um, about the psychology of money or, or psychology of finance, really, and, and how people act and behave and think. And it's really helped me to understand how I can communicate better with my clients, because now we understand where they're coming from. Um, just a very interesting book. And, and again, everybody out there, The Psychology of Money, great book, easy read. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about more of that next week. All right, fair enough. And uh, one of the things, we're talking about women in retirement and retirement planning, and, and if they're if they're a couple or if they're widowed, the but women in general, um, you know, will they're caregivers. That's what they do. And yeah. they will they will put kids, they will put parents before them because that's their nature. Well, a lot of times uh, that's why women, and this is a, a statistic, they suffer more in Social Security than men do because men go out into the workforce at an earlier age. Women may get married, have kids, and so they enter into the workforce later and then all of a sudden exit out of the workforce later to take care of a parent. So think about that. You know, your earlier earning years are cut off by raising children and then your very end year, uh, your end um, years are also gone because you're taking care of a parent. And so, again, that's where Social Security strategies really come into play and making sure that we're trying to max out the most Social Security that we can for that particular female. And so being a caregiver, you're sacrificing a lot of things in your own life financially. That's just what mothers do. Um, and so again, we've, we've got to consider that at all times as well. Sure. Well, and again, um, but finding an advisor they can trust, that's something that, and, and I think Joseph put this very well in that people will, will gravitate to the person that they connect with more. And that's why you've got the team that you do. Yes. And with that, you know, this is why we exactly do what we do. We have we have um, experts in every part of their field, whether that be tax planning or whether that be estate planning, financial planning, wealth management and, of course, concierge service. So I think that, you know, when people come in, they haven't had a team approach before where they may have had one advisor who is just dealing with their portfolio and that's all they deal with. And they're used to that. So when they come in and they see all the services that we offer them, um, I think that they're actually very surprised. They like the process that we put them through before we even start talking about a portfolio. That's something that we're very big on. And, you know, we're not gonna, we're not going to sit down and just focus on your assets because at the end of the day, your assets and, and your portfolio more you know, to be more specific, your, your investments are one piece of a much larger puzzle. So it, it's, it's putting all those pieces together and then presenting that larger puzzle to the client, then being able to see it all at once and then make their decision. You know, that's what we're here to do. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, Eric, let's go ahead and, and uh, invite folks to call and, and come on in and maybe have that conversation. Sure, Steve. If you're out there listening and you're looking for a second opinion or a fully written comprehensive financial plan, let's take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, this is a great opportunity for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you. The fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio. And again, without any obligation, if you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So for, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive a financial plan review. It's over a thousand dollar value. We'll be giving it away complimentary, no obligation. Call us today. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, my favorite part, questions from you and answers from me. Stay tuned. We're back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Joseph Lanz is here as well. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And, uh, of course, uh, having a great conversation. We covered so much ground today. Wow. Uh, you know, I mean, I love talking about the market, but I think getting that insight into women in getting into retirement, that's a that's an area that that I think people are studying at this point, aren't they? 
Yeah, they, they certainly are. Um, we have a very good friend of ours, um, and um, it's, it's interesting because she is actually a tax or I'm sorry, a divorce. I'm trying to think of her designation, but she's an investment advisor, but she specializes in divorce. Um, and a lot of times after she does the divorce case, the female will come in. And so um, Amy Lawson has, she's up in the uh, North Carolina area, up in Raleigh. Um, there's that South Carolina, North, North, Carolina. North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, so she does a lot of that stuff. So it's, it's interesting. You're right, Steve. I mean, how intricate you can get involved um, and very specific in niche, niche uh, financial planning. 800-779-1942 is the phone number. Let's jump into some of these questions here while we've got some time. Marge is in Port Charlotte, and she's wondering, do you pay a higher amount in taxes on a post-tax Roth IRA or a pre-tax 401k? My understanding is that with a 401k, you need to pay taxes on a much higher total given the compounding interest over time versus the much smaller amount in a Roth IRA. Okay, Marge. So here's what I think your question is. I think what you're asking is when you pull money out of a 401k at the end, you know, after you're 59 and a half, the taxes from that compared to the taxes on actually funding a Roth IRA, because that's the main difference here. When you fund a Roth IRA, like it says, those are post-tax dollars. So you've already paid the taxes for the amount of money that is going in the Roth. On the 401k, all of the money that is going into a 401k has not been taxed yet, so it could actually qualify for a tax deduction or it's pre-tax going in. However, this means that after years and years of doing this and hopefully the compound growth that's happened on top of it from interest, any money that is pulled from that 401k is going to be treated like taxable income. So inherently, if you're thinking about it, um, the 401k is going to have higher taxes on it because you're paying taxes on the what you have contributed plus the growth, whereas the Roth IRA is you're only paying taxes on what you contributed. And once it's in there, you know, the actual contribution and the growth becomes tax free after a amount of time, obviously, after 59 and a half, you don't have the penalty on there anymore. Sure. All right. Well, that makes sense. 800-779-1942. Marge, if you'd like to learn a little bit more, um, the Carl is in Cape Coral and says, I'm 50 years old and have 13 years vested at a public agency that offers a, a peers. Is that how I say that? A peers pension plan. Yeah. It's, it, we call it PERS, but yeah, PERS, same okay, thing. PERS. Yep. All right. Uh, so the, his PERS pension plan is 2.7% at age 55. Um, and he says, I've been offered a job at another agency for a $15,000 increase in salary, but only a PERS retirement plan with 2% at age 60, which makes more financial sense given the pension and salary options staying in my current job or switching to the new one. So, so this is why planning is so important. And, and Joseph can actually talk about this a little bit because this is actually one of his things is to forecast these decisions. So what we're really looking at is when you run an income plan, you know, you want to know which one's going to put me in a better position. But what we want to know is, well, here's the whole thing. What, what's your lifestyle? How much do you need? You know, how much are you spending? How much income um, do we have to give you plus inflation? Um, are you going to be in a taxable event? Because even though, you know, you're, 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 you have an increase in that, that increase in salary, we may want to put towards a Roth uh, a Roth IRA to reduce your taxable situation down the road. So there's a lot of things that can happen. And maybe Joseph can add something to this. And ultimately, what we would do for Carl's, we'd end up running two different scenarios, right. right? We'd end up running one where he stays with his current employer and one where he actually makes a switch. And we'd need to get some more information about, you know, the years he has vested. Is there any way to roll over if because if he's going from a, the same public uh, employer to another public employer and if it's the um, correlating pension plans or not. So we'd run one because the main difference here is, you know, 0.7% in the actual pension itself. However, in this new one, in this new job, we'd be getting a $15,000 increase. So we're pretty much running, you know, it's almost like a break-even scenario. Is it worth it in the long run to make this switch? How is it going to affect his overall retirement plan? Okay. Yeah, and it also highlights, like, what options you have. Like, like, let's take a look at options right now because the nice thing is Carl's only 50 years old. 
this gives him a lot of options for the next 20 years. Not saying that he's, you know, going to be working another 20 years, but you're going to be accumulating for another good 20 years. So remember that. So like I said, I think that there's a lot of opportunity here. And Joseph said it correctly. We're going to run two different scenarios. And there's a lot of people who need four or five different scenarios and we're running those. But again, when you see it all written out like that, it's mind blowing. And I think that that's what Carl really needs. Sure. Well, again, I like that. I, the fact that you just kind of project out there and, and uh, Joseph, that, that seems to be your kind of niche. That's what you like to do. Right. I love running different types of plans, different scenarios, you know, whatever somebody and a lot of times I'll go back and forth with somebody where they say, OK, can you change this or can you change this? I just want to see what this looks like. And I'm always more than happy to do that. I love showing people, you know, an estimated retirement income of their lifestyle, right, of their whole life that they have ahead of them. How is it going to look out? How is it going to how is it going to play out with where they're pulling money from their different assets and how much it's going to be and the growth on their portfolio? And I think a lot of people have never been shown that before. Yeah. So they get really excited for it, too. And they really start to understand what the what the roadmap and everything is going to start to look like. A confidence builder is what that is, and 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 the fact that you know you you give us choices, you give us options, and and you're offering true solutions. Right. We never want to put somebody in handcuffs or put them on one set path. We want to provide them with different scenarios, different options. Hey, here's what it looks like if you do this. Here's what it looks like if you do this. So, you know, we want to provide somebody with the freedom of the retirement that they have. And ultimately, that's our goal here is to provide as many options as we can. Let them choose which one they think looks best. And in the, in the meantime, also giving them our you know best suggestions that we have. Sure. All right, Carl, if you want to know some more, 800-779-1942. And uh, Jen is in uh, Fort Myers Beach. Uh, she's wondering, can I? Can you take the income from a qualified annuity and transfer it to another qualified annuity? Now, we've taken the free withdrawal amount from a qualified annuity to uh, another, but not the income. So, man, this is like a loaded question. And again, um, it sounds like... Uh, it sounds like you're taking the free partial withdrawal and moving that to another annuity, which you can do. But really what you need to do is take a look at your guaranteed income or, you know, versus the surrender value. And again, there's a lot of moving parts with with annuities. And, you know, without seeing them, um, I really can't answer that. Um, and, and quite frankly, if you have significantly high guaranteed income, that you know is more than likely a better option you don't want to move that to another annuity so again you've got to take a look at all these options that you have but without seeing a look at you know the, the paperwork and the statements i really can't answer that question but again please be careful that you understand what you're moving to because interest rates have wreaked havoc with a lot of annuities right now and you know you may be in a better product but maybe somebody's just trying to sell you something please get a second opinion on any kind of annuity situation that you have. Sure. 800-779-1942. Jen, that's the number. Uh, let's say we've got time for another one. Let's go to Ron in Marco Island. Um, Ron says, I was advised to consolidate as many of my retirement accounts as possible. I've got about seven accounts, a traditional IRA, a Roth, several 403Bs. Now, I was told it was good to have 403B accounts because they have protections that other accounts don't have, such as from creditors and lawsuits. I can't move any money into the 403B accounts because they are from old employers, but I can move the money to other accounts. Should I hold on to these accounts or should I consolidate? Well, I mean, I, I definitely think that you can consolidate them for sure. I mean, there, there's when, when they're all over the place, they're not going to be managed. I, I can almost guarantee that. So you definitely want to consolidate those. Um, as far as having protections, you know, people are always... I mean, Florida is actually a good state because they actually do protect your money a little bit more uh, from creditors. I always say predators and creditors. Um, but basically, you want to be careful about, um, you know, wh wh how you're consolidating these and wh what types of accounts they're in as well. And with the 403B, you have handcuffs on when you're in that 403B. Right. So they're not going to allow you to have as much investment options as a regular IRA or a Roth would. Now, no money like like Ron said, no money can go into the 403B. However, the 403Bs can be rolled over into the IRAs, and then they can start to be invested in whatever it may be that the strategy calls for instead of, you know, most 403Bs just have a set amount of mutual funds or possibly ETFs that are only allowed to be invested in. 
All right, 800-779-1942. With that, let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time today, Eric. Great, Steve. Hey, everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening, and we also appreciate all the positive feedback we get about the show. If you're out there in a financial no-man's land, you're really not happy where you are, but you're just not unhappy enough to do anything about it, give us a call today. Let's take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, this is a great opportunity for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over a thousand dollars let's give it away absolutely complimentary no obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least five hundred thousand dollars for retirement and what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes we're going to map it out we're going to run all the reports for you the fee report the morningstar reports a tax analysis maybe a volatility analysis let's see where it takes you let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio and again without any obligation. If you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan review. It's over a thousand dollar value. We'll be giving it away. Complimentary, no obligation calls today. Give us a call, 800-779-1942. That is an opportunity for you to come on in, sit down, get that financial roadmap put together. Let Eric and his team take that complex financial world and turn it into something that really just makes sense. It's a practical financial review, and if you're listening right now, give us a call, 800-779-1942. Five callers will get that comprehensive financial review, showing you where you are right now, but most importantly, it does become a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. So in short, you've got nothing to lose. Call right away while you're thinking of it right now, 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Eric, as always, one of my favorite hours of the week right here with you and Joseph. And I mean, we just, there's just such great information to talk about. Covered a lot of ground. Steve, Joseph, thank you so much. Hey, everybody out there, remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Stay positive, test negative, have a great week, and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida, insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions.